raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Good morning. It is Friday, August 11th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He's Rob Kendall. You can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. You can find me there as well, Casey Daniels 317. And right now, we're both live streaming on YouTube. Just type in Kendall and Casey into your YouTube search bar. All right, Rob, you had a big night last night. You dressed up, party, load up, go down to the JW Marriott for the Republican State Dinner. Well, I actually didn't do any of those things because I think I'm banned from oh. the Republican uh, State Dinner. Well, somebody did. Somebody dressed up and went down there. Well, yes, and I'm not going to tell you who <laughs> sent me this. Because you ever see something and you know it's real, but it's almost an out-of-body type of experience where you have no doubt what you're seeing is real, but you can't believe that it is real. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, uh, we have a full house today, and one of the folks in here with us is the beloved Officer Brad, who yeah. has brought us donuts again. One of the greatest human Thank beings you. who ever lived. And Officer Brad was uh, showing me uh, offline one of the uh, upstanding members of society that he had the great pleasure of having to confiscate uh, a bevy of substances that they brought into a government building. Yeah. So they had to have known they were going to get caught. And I have no doubt that when Officer Brad saw the bevy of substances that that person attempted to bring into a government building, he had the same out-of-body experience I had when I saw the picture of the sponsors at the Indiana Republican State dinner last night, in which Officer Brad knew the substances that he had confiscated from this upstanding member of society were real, (laughs) and he was actually doing that, but he couldn't believe someone would be that stupid to bring them into a government building. Mm -hmm. I had the same reaction when I saw the list of sponsors at the Indiana Republican Party State Dinner. You're talking about the bronze sponsor. Bronze level, by the way, is $5,000. Oh, yes. And with that, you receive two tickets to VIP reception prior to dinner. Right. A VIP table of eight for dinner. Oh. And sponsor recognition. Well, they're getting their recognition now, aren't they? Uh, it is the Indiana State Teachers Association, better known as the uh, operating arm of the angry red-shirted teachers mm-hmm. uh, union. And this... This should make every single Republican want to puke that under Eric Holcomb and Kyle Hupfer, that this state party has moved so left that the lunatic, radical left, angry, red-shirted teachers union has said, we like you guys so much now. Here's 5K. Mm-hmm. Thanks for all you've done for us. Yep. They got their name right there on the sign. And there is no shame. The state party has no shame. They're not embarrassed by it. This is why nothing changes with public education in this state. This is why these radical left public education agendas continue to be supported and propped up because the angry red-shirted teachers union knows they have no better friend than Eric Holcomb and Kyle Hupfer and the Indiana Republican Party. This is why there continues to be record amounts of money thrown at public education despite colossal failure after colossal failure, despite the fact that you've got a bunch of these people coming down screaming at the state house that they're mad that they can't teach kindergartners through third graders about sex. Oh, no, we're friends with them. This 
this is unbelievable yet totally believable at the same time they gave them five thousand dollars to be a sponsor now i'm curious uh did their table of 10 all wear their red shirts to the dinner last <laughs> night um this is why i have uh, though i remain a republican in good standing uh have pretty much given up on the indiana republican party because this is their priority and if you look at what the Indiana Republican Party has done, look, it's not just Holcomb. It's easy to say, well, under Holcomb, the party has taken, the state party has taken a, a radical left move. And when you look at what they've done the past seven years under Holcomb, record taxes, largest tax increase in state history, record government, record government spending, uh, calling terrorists noble while saying that law-abiding citizens who want their job back are human petri dishes, trying to put you in jail for not wearing a mask, shutting your business down in mass, putting over a million people out of work. I mean, this is this is another example, but they don't even try to hide it anymore. The Republican Party believes they own you to the point that you are so afraid of a Democrat being in there and they've got you so hoodwinked in terms of believing that there is some sort of difference between the modern Indiana Republican Party and the Democrats that it doesn't matter anymore. And it is the point where the state teachers union mm -hmm. says, yeah, we really love what the Republicans are all about. Here's 5K, baby. Yes, yes, we're supporting that. Give me some more of that. Okay, well, let's talk about what happened at the dinner last night. So this is the Indiana Republican Party state dinner last night. And during the event, which was, I guess, just filled with T-shirts and buttons and signs all over the place with his name on it, guess what happened? Oh. Jim Banks was endorsed as senator, future senator. Uh, so you know Jim Banks. We remember Jim. Jim was, uh, for those of you who are new to the program, we always like to do a history lesson here. Uh, Jim Banks tried to run for, uh, he's a U.S. representative. Mm -hmm. He tried to run for House leadership. He was resoundingly rejected uh, by his House uh, colleagues, uh, probably because he has really zero accomplishments to tout, hasn't really accomplished anything, didn't really accomplish much of anything in the Indiana Senate before that either. And so why would would you want someone who's accomplished nothing uh, to be in your leadership? And when he was rejected by the House leadership, his response, because Jim just told us, you know, he gives the speeches, uh, you know, that he's a conservative, he's a fighter. And so Jim's response to being resoundingly rejected by Kevin McCarthy and House leadership wasn't to get mad. It wasn't, I'm going to stand and fight. It wasn't to get even. It was to get on bended knee and kiss the ring finger of Kevin McCarthy. And then you remember, Casey, he voted for him not once, not twice, not three times, but 15 consecutive 15 times. times. Uh, Kevin McCarthy told us what a great guy went on this radio, won't come on this radio show, of course, because, well, Jim's, you know, a big fake phony tough guy he'll he won't come on this show and answer the questions but he came on other shows and said what a great guy that you know mccarthy was and what a great job mccarthy was going to do and well of course we've we've seen how that's gone all we've gotten was just more government spending and more emboldening of the biden administration and all that aside uh most recently jim banks of course missing the debt ceiling vote he had <laughs> he did have time to go on tv and radio all day and flap his gums and talk about how how he was against the debt ceiling and how he was going to vote against this and that 
And then, well, he just he just didn't make it to the debt ceiling vote. It's amazing, Casey. Jim Banks certainly had his watch set and had his aides on on standby to make sure that he got to give the big speech last night at the GOP state dinner. So if it's politics and it's endorsements and it's money for Jim Banks, well, he will damn sure make sure mm-hmm. he's there on time. But when it comes to voting on your behalf against the debt ceiling, well, we still don't know where he yeah, was. Yeah, he, he was able to show up for the dinner. He said it's an incredible honor. I think it's a testament to how we've unified the party. Oh. So Jim Banks, the lone front runner for senator. <laughs> I'm the, the only, only guy running. He's the only one running 2.5 million in the bank to uh, fight against who? Nobody else. For a minute, we thought Mitch Daniels may be running right. for the Senate seat, but he said no, he declined that. So Jim Banks is in this race on all on his own and getting endorsed by okay. Kyle Hupford and the Republican National Committee. Yeah, so two things we have to make very clear here. One, Jim Banks said something so offensive at that dinner last night, and I'm sure, and I was told that people just clapped like seals because that's what they usually do, and that's what these state party dinners usually are, is just a lot of people who, uh, one, the ones who know better don't want to cause a ruckus, and then there's an, a lot of people who go to these things who totally believe this Republican line of bull crap about conservatism or limited government or the state that works or whatever. He's, he gave credit to Eric Holcomb last night, he being Jim Banks, about the state surplus. And I can't begin to tell you the level of offensive that is, because Casey, what is a surplus? It's our money. Yes, that's right. It's over taxation. Mm -hmm. It's money the government confiscated. And the taxes in this state are so ridiculous that they couldn't even, even despite record government and record spending, they couldn't spend enough money. And the surplus is over taxation. So you have phony, fake, tough guy, phony, fake conservative Jim Banks giving Eric Holcomb credit for the over taxation of us. Mm-hmm. And then what they do this past year, they said, well, we might run a risk of having to give people the money back. So let's find as many one-time expenditures as we possibly can so that we don't have to give the people the money back and we'll change the state law for what we can't spend to ensure that we don't have to give you your money back. That's who Jim Banks thinks is doing a great job, Casey. That's who Jim Banks stood up in a room full of people and said, look at what a great job Eric Holcomb's doing. And for that, just like when he kissed the ring finger of Kevin McCarthy 15 times, Kevin and his goon squad in Washington said, well, since you've been nice and you've played ball, Jimmy, we're not going to oppose you in running for U.S. Senate. Holcomb and Huffer said, hey, if you get up there and say nice things about us and what a great job we're doing, endorse. we'll endorse you for U.S. Senate. So Jim Banks is no different than all the rest. Heck, Casey, I bet they may uh, invoke that Todd Young rule for Jim Banks, and he won't even be required to get the signatures to get on the ballot. They'll just put him right on there. Hey, congratulations, Eric Holcomb, for sticking it to Hoosiers. What a good job you did. So if you vote for Jim Banks, you now know, and there'll be many people who will do it, just like the people who rolled over and played dead and voted for Todd Young that you are voting for Eric Holcomb and you are voting for Kyle Hupfer because they have said resoundingly Jim Banks is our guy and Jim Banks said last night what a great job Eric Holcomb is doing with all the overtaxation that he did on you and then not giving any of it back to you. So now you know.
Now you know. Jim Banks says that he won't be endorsing any particular candidate in any other state races. Like, he's not going to endorse anybody for governor. He has, however, endorsed Donald Trump for the Republican presidential. Boy, he really went out on a limb on that one, didn't he? Boy, how about the boldness from Jim Banks? 17 minutes after 9, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Just because 23 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer said that he intends to subpoena members of the Biden family. And this is in regards to the investigation of the president's role in his son's influence peddling. He didn't lay out a timeline. He did say that they want to talk to two or three or four more associates of the Biden family. He didn't identify the associates, but he did say if they don't come voluntarily, well, they'll get subpoenaed too. Oh, I'm sure they're very afraid, Casey. (laughs) How is it that Trump can be impeached in like two weeks? Mm And yet, with a cavalcade of evidence that dwarfs anything related to Donald Trump and January 6th, the Republicans can't pull their heads out of their ass in, what's it been? It's been nine months now, or eight, eight months. It's they been are eight, slow eight walking this, I mean, aren't they? Like, I just, and I think the American public is over it. It's always, hey, there's a new witness. Oh, there's a new bombshell testimony. Nothing ever happens to any of these people. I mean, Hunter Biden, were it not for that judge who was appointed by Trump, who apparently had her act together, he would have just skated right out of everything with apparently blanket immunity going forward. Nothing ever happens to any of these people. I feel like, and maybe I'm being naive, but I feel like James Comer wants all of his I's dotted and his T's crossed so that the Bidens can't squirrel out of this. But did you notice? Wait, 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 but time out, though. They're going to squirrel out well, of it. It doesn't matter what they make, do. Put the best foot forward. They always do. You ever notice how uh, Joe Biden is saying that Hunter didn't receive any money from China? But I thought that Joe and Hunter never talked about his business deal. That's a great point, Casey. And uh, this is why you need to be in the Congress, because I know you, no <laughs> doubt, would come in guns blazing and you would make sure uh, Biden gets impeached. However, well, it's too late. Jim Banks has already been endorsed. Well, so. I know. I know. I know you had your, your eyes set on the, the U.S. Senate. Um However, yes, as you uh, mentioned, Comer did say they're going to they're going to get tough. They're going to start subpoenaing the subpoenaing. Mm-hmm. Subpoena, is that the is that the correct? Yeah. You know, my mother was a high school English teacher, mm-hmm. so she would be very so proud if I get this wrong. Subpoenaing yeah. the Bidens. Going to subpoena Hunter Biden. Yeah, this is always going to end with the Bidens uh, coming in front of the committee. Uh, we are going to subpoena the family. I mean, we're putting the case together to win in court. Obviously, with all the opposition and obstruction we're getting from the Biden attorneys now, 
Uh, we know that this is going to end up in court when we subpoena the Biden. So we're putting together a case. And I think we've done that very well. We've shown the bank records. If I had subpoenaed Joe and Hunter Biden the first day I became chairman of the committee, it would have been tied up in court and the judge would have eventually thrown it out. Because at that time, the narrative was, well, they never took any money while he was vice president. He never had any communication with his business associates. And, uh, you know, the, the, the money never came from China. We've had to go every step of the way and prove the media narrative was wrong and the vice president and the and the current president lied. We have caught Joe Biden in so many lies, I can't even count the number of lies now. So we have put together a case that I think would uh, stand up in any court of law in America, and we hope to hear from the Biden soon. Okay, so his committee unveiled that bank records show that the Biden family and their allies, they reaped in $20 million from foreign associates. This includes Russia, Kazakhstan, Ukraine, and possibly even China. But uh, on Fox News, a Biden spokesperson says, no, 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 there's been no involvement with Hunter and his business dealings. So what do you say about that, John? And and when will the president actually answer some of these questions to put some of this to rest himself? Oh, my goodness, Martha. I mean, he just did with Peter. I mean, he's the one who called Peter over and had Peter, you know, risk life and limb cutting across that barrier. I mean, he specifically called Peter over. uh, And, he, you know, look, he knows Peter. He knows Peter's not going to ask some softball question about, uh, you know, about uh, how his vacation was. He he knows who Peter is. And he answered that question. And I don't know what it's going to take. He didn't answer whether or not he was on speakerphone in those meetings, John. He just said, I never talked business to anybody. The question was about business. And he answered it consistently with what he said um, uh, so so many times before. He's been very consistent that he wasn't talking business. But the question is, uh, was he allowing his presence, you know, on speakerphone to speak volumes? Was he allowing that presence to say, this is my son, he has access to me, while he's talking to Ukrainian businessmen, Chinese businessmen, Russian businessmen, um, you know, after the invasion of Crimea, as Katie Pavlich just pointed out? I just don't know how many times he's going to have to say no to the same question. And he said it. He said it consistently. He's been consistent about this. There were no discussions about business with uh, with uh, with his son or his son's business partners. And again, he called Peter over. Uh, and I'm, I'm not saying he knew that that was the question, but uh, he certainly knew it wasn't going to be a softball when he answered it. <laughs> he didn't answer it. Oh my gosh, Casey he was so concerned about Peter Ducey, who we mm-hmm. love, who was risking life and limb. Look, OJ lies to this day about whether he killed his wife and 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 her. Her friend at least he's consistent I, right I love how they're like he keeps saying no why would he lie he's a consistent liar and he didn't answer the question he told Peter Ducey that's a lousy question I, I just love that that, that that a narcissistic sociopathic liar they act like well you know to this day to this dying day Gacy claimed he didn't know how the bodies got in his basement mm-hmm. Casey well John of course John denies that that he put those bodies there what a silly stupid question well Fox stock Fox News their stock is now high than ever before, and this is after they got rid of Tucker, and that's on deck from 93 WIBC. Well, it was a rough start of 2023 for Fox News, especially in April when they let Tucker Carlson go, but they seem to have rebounded and restored investors' confidence. Good morning. It is 935 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. You know, Casey, one of my least favorite parts of the show mm-hmm. is where I have to come on these very powerful airwaves heard from Ohio to Illinois and all points in between and tell people how right I was, mm-hmm. we were, whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you remember when uh, 
so disclaimer: this will be one of those moments, um, and we'll get through it together as best we as best we can. <laughs> if we all hold hands and you know just believe in a better tomorrow, we'll get we'll get through this together. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember when Tucker was let go, dismissed, whatever word you want to use, people were saying, "Well, that's it for Fox News. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. They're done. It's yep. it's all over." And I said. That's ridiculous because there was only one guy in the history of this industry who, if he didn't show up to work the next day, it was going to be a big deal. And that was Rush. Mm -hmm. And that is proven correct. And I think we we talked about uh, yesterday, I think, you know, how, hey, Buck Sexton and uh, and maybe this was Ethan that I had the conversation with, how Buck Sexton and Clay Travis were the replacement for. And in fact, it was with Ethan because I was sitting in your seat, which I'd love to reclaim that seat. But apparently that's not going to happen. I'm back to my normal seat. Nobody uh, puts baby in the corner, but it, go on. If you'd like to see us in our seats, um, Casey's premium seat and me in my sub- subpar seat, you can watch <laughs> us on YouTube. Just put Kendall and Casey into your YouTube browser. I'd said when w- Clay Travis without kick has built a juggernaut, yeah. uh, you know, that is just a just i mean it's a smash right i mean millions of people every day he's a huge hit he's one of the more influential people in media but his radio show with buck sexton which was the replacement for rush has not translated into anything like his internet presence has and and i think the rush the rush passing and then the kind of just scramble and obviously lackluster results related certainly to rush has proven that rush was the only guy that if he didn't show up to work the next day, people were going to care and it was going to be a seismic shift in the way media was was consumed. And when people said, oh, my gosh, the Tucker this and the Tucker that. Yeah, there are a lot of people who left Fox News. But ultimately, newsflash, surprise, I'm going to spoil the end of the movie. Media companies are in it, not they're in it for ratings, but ultimately they're in it to make money. Sure. That's why they exist. And when you are something the size of Fox making money is all that matters. And so, yes, the ratings may have gone down and people may have left and they may not return, but the people who run Fox and the shareholders of Fox, they don't care whether it's Bill O'Reilly or Tucker Carlson or Laura Ingram or Jesse Waters or whoever. As long as they are making money, that is all that matters to them. And they have rebounded because that's the way this industry works. Well, a lot of people, like you mentioned, suggested that Fox would regret their decision to sack Tucker Carlson. And they did have that $50 million loss last quarter when they had to pay out because of the Dominion voting system. But they also don't have Tucker Carlson's salary on their PL statement anymore. So everything is eventually going to balance back out. And as it turns out, their stock has now gone up. They were at 33.99 and now they're at $34.78. So not only have they recovered, but they're on the upswing as well. And it does underscore... Um what's going on with Bud Light and the only way to get these these mega corporations attention is to hit them in the pocketbook devalue their shares devalue their profits and clearly Tucker Carlson leaving while it had an instant impact on the rate people forget right people have what short, I said they have all short along. memories if if tomorrow mm-hmm. They came and said, Rob Kendall, you're out of here, which, by the way, again, newsflash, every person in radio is hired to get fired. When I started here seven years ago, I never thought I'd make it seven years. We've done very well. We've earned our spot here. But just like with every other person in radio, the bell tolls for someone eventually. I am not naive enough to think, well, heck, 
this 80 year long heritage radio station that's been the cannot the, go on without you <laughs> station of record in this city it won't exist without me mm-hmm. this station has existed after many many legendary broadcasters have been exit stage left and WIBC as a brand will continue to exist long after I'm, you, Hammer, Nigel, mm-hmm. Tony, whoever, are showing the door. It's a privilege to be here. It's a privilege to be a part of the history of this radio station. But media will, mega media will continue to exist no matter who's in the slot. It may be different. It may not be as good. It may be worse. But it will continue to exist because that's the way the industry works. It does make me curious was... Uh Fox News undervalued before for them to be able to bounce back so quickly after Tucker left. I mean, he was let go in April, and here we are in August, and already they're on top of where they were. But uh, Mike Pence, he was recently asked about something involving Tucker Carlson. He was at the Iowa State Fair. There he is, Mike Pence, 2% Pence, back in Iowa. And uh, he took open (laughs) questions from the crowd. Which is a little dangerous move of him because you never know what somebody's going to ask. I I love this so much. Uh, How much people loathe and disdain Mike Pence. I can't tell you what a thing of beauty that is. It's why I'm glad he made the debate stage because this little charade will get to go on and we will continue to get uh, gold audio like this, which is just perfect for our show. So he, as you said, he's on some sort of, I don't know, it's a flatbed or a stage or a something. And there probably, it looks like, are 100, maybe 200 people in this in this crowd. It almost looks like a bigger crowd at the Iowa State Fair than what he had at the Indiana Oh, it State certainly Fair. was. It, well, because people in Indiana know Mike Pence and they know the Pence family and they're donezo uh, with the Pence family based on Exhibit A, Your Honor, Suzanne Crouch backing the bus over Greg Pence once it got out that the powers that be had told her, you're picking him as your running mate. Uh, He was asked, he being Mike Pence, how are you holding up after Tucker Carlson ruined your career? Way back. Let me see if I can hear you. How has life treated you since Tucker Carlson ruined your career? (laughs) (laughs) And he answers the question. Wait. You know, I had a very sporty debate with that former talk show host and pops. (laughs) Digs at him. And I will tell you. You're a loser. um, You know, when some people put out a video from that that cut off the back half of my answer, I, exactly. I simply tweeted the whole three minutes and said, you know, we used to call that fake news. Yeah. Look, there's a lot of talk about, about Ukraine and U.S. support in Ukraine. And I know, I know old Tucker's been against U.S. support there from the very beginning. But let me tell you something, I've met Vladimir Putin. Anybody that thinks Vladimir Putin's going to stop if he overruns Ukraine's got another thing coming. If Vladimir Putin overruns Ukraine, it's not going to be too long before he crosses a border of a NATO country where we're going to have to send our men and women in uniform to fight. I stand on the Reagan doctrine that says if you're willing to fight our enemies on your soil with your soldiers, we're going to give you the means to fight them there so we don't have to fight them somewhere else. So of the 200-plus people there, it sounded like four were applauding. Four clapping. And I love the guy in the background who, in the middle of the answer, shouts, you're a loser. You're a loser. Well, he turns everything back to Ukraine, by the way. Yeah, and this is really important because this is everything Mike Pence has been. And I so love that after saying this for 10 years, people have seen it in, in real time. It's never Mike Pence's fault. He's always a victim. There's always somebody that's manipulated something against him. And his default position is to spend other people's money and do whatever's necessary, no matter what the cost, to keep the industrial military complex 
afoot and afloat and in full force, mm-hmm. and he laid it all out for you right there. And gosh, I just can't tell you the joy I get seeing this guy plummet every time he opens his mouth or is in the news. 2% Pence, the way he says, we call that fake news. No, Donald Trump called that fake news. It's 944. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. in front of 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Wait. What? Look, you said something during the break and Mm -hmm. I know I didn't hear that right. You've been flirting with people from Joe Hogsett's staff? <laughs> no, what? Not I mean, flirting. I only heard like part of it. What? You're, so, what so, is going on? Well, a couple things. Uh, one of my girlfriend's daughter, the daughter actually worked in his office all summer long. Like of her own free will? Yeah. I texted her and I said, hey. I mean, this wasn't like a ho- like a hostage situation no, where she was forced into working? She's on that side. No kidding. Uh, I said, are you uh, working in Hogsett's office? And she said my last day was Friday, but uh-huh. I did spend the summer there. And in fact- Does she, she know where he was? during the riots? Did I, they, is there well, like, that's what I was getting to. Oh, I was trying to find yeah. out. I was like, oh, I got a little birdie in his office. Right. Let's see. Is there like a memo of where he was during the riots? Is it in a safety deposit box somewhere? Well, she doesn't work there anymore. Oh, so then I thought, okay, you know what? I'm just going to reach out to his office directly. Yeah. So I texted uh, Mark Bodie and I said, hey, you know what? We had Jefferson Shreve on the show and we talked about his uh, public safety plan. Yes. So I think it's only fair that our listeners hear directly from Joe Hogg said about his public safety plan, and uh, they're very similar. So I'd like to know what he thinks the difference is, and how his is better than Jefferson sure. Shreve's yeah. or worse. And, We'd love to know. And I also want to know, you know, how it's going with the green space out on Monument Circle. So and- for, the, for, the, for those who don't know what we're talking about, Joe Hogsett's plan to, to stop violence on the circle was to take a bunch of astroturf. Mm-hmm. And throw it down and put a bunch of picnic tables and ping pong tables. Ping pong tables. And apparently, a violent criminal guy was going to say that and say, well, clearly we can't shoot anyone here. Right, right. That would not be appropriate. And that makes perfect sense, Casey. So I thought, well, let's uh, let's get him on the show. Let's at least try to get him on the show. I really didn't think that he would do it. But right. then uh, his guy got back to me and said, you know what? This is uh, campaign stuff oh. you're talking about, not the actual running of the office. So this wait, is- wait, wait. Wait, time out, time a different out. guy. Time out. You're you're telling me they told you Joe Hogsett's plan to stop people from shooting each other at record numbers in Indianapolis is a campaign issue? Well, no. He's saying my questions were a campaign issue. And, you know, they have to keep him separate. Running but up I the office but I don't versus asking campaign. You, like, I don't understand how saying, hey, ding dong, year <laughs> in and year out, more people than ever before or close to it are getting killed. Mm-hmm. What's your plan to stop it? How is that a campaign question? Well, the public safety plan would be the campaign question. And so he did give me the name of oh. the guy who's running the campaign for Joe Hogsett. Right. And I emailed him, same thing. Hey, we want to have him on the show, but 
<laughs> I really didn't think he was going to take me up on yeah. it. Uh, and I have not heard back from him. So wow, I, it's wild. I think I'm correct. Well, he's not going to take me up on it. Look, here's the thing, Casey. The, I do. I, we do. We would like to ask Hogsett. Right. Because, you know, our, our friend, uh, what's her name here? Her name is uh, Colin Chang from Indie Star. Mm-hmm. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah. And that random, confused accidental act of journalism uh, did at least fake an attempt to care about where Hogsett was during the riot. Now, uh, the riots. Now, she did, of course, uh, word them like a racial justice protest. Now, I was unaware racial justice protests involved burning cities to the ground, but apparently that's the new standard operating procedure for racial justice. I have no idea what, you know, burning a CVS or, you know, smashing windows or how that's really helping with racial justice. Uh, But she did at least ask the question, and would, would... should we read Joe's answer again? Yes. Because, you know, look, and uh, the problem is we just don't know. What we do know is that the mayor of Indianapolis disappeared on the first night of the riots. No one knows where he is, where he was. Uh, no one has ever offered an explanation of where he was. He certainly was not in any communication. There's no proof. Many people have tried public records requests. They can't pr- put, produce one shred of evidence that Joe Hogsett was in control or communication of the city whatsoever. So it's amazing they can't produce an email or phone calls. What there was was a tweet. Now, it has long been known Joe Hogsett doesn't run his own Twitter account, or at least he didn't, it, at like 3 a.m. the next night. But other than that, the mayor disappeared. And after three and a half years, finally, someone, this lady from Indie Star, in the most wishy-washy way possible, but let's give her credit, at least she did it, probably very begrudgingly, who knows, but she did ask him where he was, and I'd like to read his uh, response here. All right, are you ready? Yeah. Look, I know there have been questions that have come up. Yeah, no kidding. But I can assure you that on that entire weekend, and I can give you the hook, line, and sinker of press conferences I held throughout the course of that weekend trying to address the unfortunate circumstances that occurred in Indianapolis on Friday and Saturday and was fortunately resolved by Sunday. Where were you? You notice he never answers the question. Didn't he say, suffice it to say? Yes, yes, he goes on to say, suffice it to say, people may not be aware of what I was doing. Yeah, idiot. That's the question. That's why she asked. Yeah. And he has still not answered the question. Yeah. So why wouldn't Joe Hogsett, uh, you know, longtime man of the law and tough guy, and why wouldn't he want to come on this acclaimed radio show and tell everybody he was A, B, and C during the riots, Mm -hmm. the first night of the riots, and person X, Y, and Z can confirm this, and here are the emails that I was sending, and here are the phone records. Why wouldn't you want to... Clear the air? Clear the air! Yes. Make sure everybody knows. Well, I did send this email, and I said, hi, after having Jefferson Shreve on the program, I wanted to reach out and ask for an opportunity to talk with Mayor Hogsett. Since both candidates have a similar public safety plan, I thought it might be good for our listeners to hear directly from the mayor. Why is Mayor Hogsett's plan better? Differences. How is the green space in downtown Indy going? Please advise. Thank you. Respectfully, KCD. And guess what? Crickets. Nothing. No, now, may I, nothing. I, I know you've already sent this, but mm-hmm. if I might add a P.S. to the end of this email. Are you ready? Where were yeah. you? Are you ready, Casey? Yes. All right. P.S. Suffice it to say, I would like to know where the hell you were as our city was burning to the ground. I'll let you know if they get back to me. It is Kendall and Casey. It's 93. <laughs> WIBC. Good morning.
raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.